Hey, y'all. Streaming live. You're listening to allflavorsradio.com. As it was mentioned in the last rally, the only provider many of our children know is the white welfare agent or the white social worker. And because of this, many of our children mistake the white welfare agent or the white social worker as their father. And sometimes they're right. You see all these little half-white babies running around in the community. They're not that way because you and I want them to be that way. The white man rapes and ravishes and takes advantage of our women. He'll take your little sister. Yes, he will. Your little baby sister is the potential bait for every white man in Harlem. Your little daughter, your mother, your wife. Ask them sometimes. Every time they walk past the white man, he hits on them. He thinks that they're animals that he can abuse at will. This is where you get all these little half-white babies running around the street. None of them know who their daddy is. And all of them think that the white man is their daddy. And I say, as I said, most of them are right. And if you and I, if we don't wake up and keep that white man away from our women, our race will really be destroyed. Keep that white man's claws off our women. Make him know that's the best way. Yes. I never would stand up to an audience as large as this and fail to warn you of the importance of, re of protecting your own woman. You can't go in a white neighborhood and get a white woman. You can't get the white man's daughter in his neighborhood. You can't get his wife or his mother or his sister in his neighborhood. Then why should you let him walk around here in your neighborhood with your wife and your mother and your daughter and your sister? If you do it to him, he'll bust your head. And what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Remember that. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Do you understand what I'm saying? What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Let him know that the price he'll have to pay when he pats your woman is either the loss of his hand or the loss of his arm or the loss of his head. Why, why do they engage in this form of harassment? They engage in such harassment because the American government wants to turn you against your own kind in order to keep you from making a mass exodus out of this country back to your own country where you can live among your own kind. So the American propaganda is designed to make you think that no matter how much hell you catch here, you are still better off here in America than you would be elsewhere. This is their trick. They want you to think you have no place else to go. And many of our so-called Negro intellectuals who pose as our leaders and our spokesmen actually believe that our people have no place else to go. And so this type of leader can only offer a solution designed to make us stay here and continue to catch hell 
the hope that someday the white man will have a change of heart and recognize us too as human beings and then accept us into his white society. You never will have peace here. You never will have security here. You never will have hospitality from white people here. You'll spend another thousand years exposed to the hypocrisy and false promises of the white man. This isn't hate. If you pick up the paper tomorrow and they repeat anything that was said, watch how they say it. Let me show you how tricky he is. Number one, he'll tell you about 200 people was out here today. Now, what do you say? They can be 10,000. He'll say 200. Because he don't even want you to think that anybody will listen. They took a, a census in Newsweek magazine, white man. And by the way, the old white man who owned the magazine blew his brains out last week. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Blew his brains out. He owned the Washington Post and the Newsweek magazine, and he was, I think he was Mr. Mr. Kennedy's best friend. One of his advisors. He, in, a, in, a, in a moment of happiness, he blew out his brain. I, I love to see them get that happen.
Oh, the sounds of the Jones Girls F y'all. Nights over Egypt. And a pleasant, pleasant, pleasant Tuesday evening on the all drive. Let's talk all flavors drive time show. And we are so happy to have you here with us. How are you all doing out there in all flavors land? I am Wimbo77. Sorry. And I am Naturally Lily. Good evening, everyone. Hey, how are you doing, Naturally Lily? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good to hear that. And just yeah. shouting out um, all the DJs, uh, Mark Villagine and DJ Slim last night. Some fantastic stuff as well as Over the Start End. Awesome things are going in here on allflavorsradio.com. Okay, so um, you can catch DJ Slim from uh, 8 till 10 on a Monday and also Mark Philogene from 6 till 8 on a Monday and then 4 till 6 on a Sunday. So, Lily, mm-hmm. how was your day? My day was very nice today. Didn't do much, just relax. Yes. Yeah. And we must say happy anniversary. Thank you so much for coming into the studio. Yeah. Although it is on your anniversary today. Yes, it is. Today's my anniversary. How many years? Eight years. Oh, awesome. Yes. And in its whole entirety? Twelve years. Oh, well yeah. done, girl. Yeah. Well done. You're holding that baton. I am. And I'm actually happy to say it falls on na- National World Gratitude Day. So I yes. can say today, I'm grateful for eight years of marriage. There you go. Ups and downs, those swings and roundabouts, right? Yeah, swings and roundabouts indeed. Always. But you know what? It's always a work in progress. So everyone out there that's striving to maintain a positive and loving and caring relationship big up yourselves give Mm -hmm. yourselves a high five and a nice pat on the back yeah and say high five to your your uh, counterpart counterpart and your lovers or husbands wives partners and well done danke so you're saying today is world world gratitude day let's let's look into that because that's our national day um today Mm -hmm. all right so gratitude we all know what gratitude means right Yes, to be grateful for. Mm. So what are you grateful for? I know you just told us one thing there. <laughs> what am I grateful <sighs> for? I am grateful for the sun that mm. shines on us all and keeps us warm and nourished and thriving. Even though I'm very, very hot right now, but yeah, I do not here. complain. It was a nice day. It started out because I left home by about half seven, I think. Yeah. And so it was quite overcast. Yeah. I was stuck in the kind of classroom most of the, well, uh, in and out throughout the day mm. and then in a stuffy office. So until I got to the car, I didn't realise how hot it was. It was very, very warm today and it got yeah. really bright this afternoon Yeah, it was beautiful, well. absolutely yeah. beautiful here on the 21st of September 2021. It seems like the, the, sun, the summer has arrived right now. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit later and climate change, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. You know, they've been talking a lot about climate change in in the fact that, uh, yeah, oil prices have gone up. Yeah. Everything's going up, except our Everything wages. is going up, as well as them wanting us to recycle more because of climate change. To be fair, I have started recycling a lot more since I've moved into this place that has a green bin. Okay. She's been however many years now. We recycle. I've always... I even have a recycle bin in the garden. 
where yeah. all of the old vegetables. Yeah, yeah, you can get the green bags that are recyclable bags mm-hmm. and then I tie those up well I don't I get one of the guys to put it out because <laughs> I, I don't know what's what's wiggling around in there you know so oh I'm a bit, a bit squeamish like that so mm-hmm. the guys do that for us and um yeah we have the green bin out there as well as uh, I'm, I'm a stickler for recycling mm. I was listening to this guy on the radio on the way to work to this morning and he has about 40 compost heaps in his garden. Oh. Yeah. So I was wondering... Cause of he, what, though? He Just... goes around collecting people's rubbish. No, 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 no. That's and recycles. That was, yeah, I thought it was quite interesting. But so then, food waste, that's food waste. A lot of food waste. He uses that. He said he, he got a dead cat, but I don't think you should really put animals into food waste. That's not the best. You meant to actually well, bury all, them. They're all going in the same place, aren't they, underground? Not necessarily, because in the compost bin, it's slightly different to burying something. Is the compost that goes on top of your fruits and vegetables? Well, they turn into compost. They turn into soil over a period of time. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just wouldn't be picking up a dead cat anyway. Well, he picked that. up the dead cat and he recycled it. Because he likes recycling. It was quite an interesting <laughs> topic, actually. I am grateful for the fact that I don't do things like that. <laughs> hey, but some people I do. imagine having however many compost bins in my backyard. Yeah, the council, they're going, to be, um, they're going to be having that incentive to recycle more as well. As in they're going to pay you for your recycling? No. Here's the kicker. Sorry, guys. Oh, I just hit the, the microphone. Right, so... I was getting rid of some stuff, clothing. Yeah. And they sent, did I talk about this already? They sent round the clear bags that they said, oh, we'll come and we'll collect them. Yeah. Anyway, I got hold of the council to come and collect the, the bags. And then they were charging me 20 quid to, to, per bag. But they sent to you take the it bags. Away. Yeah. And they were saying they started this new initiative. So I found one of those, you know, the bins mm. that you can go and recycle in your area and just put it in one of those. Yeah, because why would you want to... Hey, when there's a free bin down the road. Yeah, so that was a bit out out there. They said they they gave sent it. you the bag. They sent you the bags, yeah. and they expect you to pay them to come and collect it. Yeah, that's okay. It's Madness. Okay. Thank you. It's Madness. Okay. So, well, going on to World Gratitude Day, naturally, Lily. So, World Gratitude Day on the se- September the twenty first brings the entire globe together in a day of thankfulness. The celebration joins individuals, nations, and organisations sharing their gratitude in various ways. Mm. You might wonder why we need a World Gratitude Day. Isn't that what Thanksgiving is for? Well, we don't do Thanksgiving over here, but okay. However, not every... Oh, there we go. Not every country celebrates Thanksgiving. Besides the US and Canada, there are only a handful of countries that have an official day of thanks. The observance gives every person in every country a chance to think about what they are thankful for. Mm -hmm. But how many people actually know... But it's World Gratitude Day. Day. Yeah. Well, our listeners, listeners, you're listening, so at least you've become aware mm. that the 21st of September is World Gratitude Day. So what are you grateful for? Since the link in the, in the chat box, let us know mm. what you're grateful for. And, you know, it's, I, I keep a great uh, gratitude journal, as I say, and my I ams, and I find... There's always something to be grateful for, even mm. just waking up in the morning. Yeah. And 
lately it's, it's been a bit dark waking up. Mm. But then being thankful for that beautiful heat coming out um, from the workplace. Mm. Or even the flowers. I use lots of flowers. Oh, I've got a lovely bunch of flowers on Sunday. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Don't they brighten up your day? Yeah, they're, they're very nice. They're my, all my favourite colours. They're gorgeous. See? So there gorgeous. you go. Is it Kim and Kells? Yeah, so happy anniversary to Jane and Vivine. It's their anniversary today. And happy anniversary to our other besties, Kimmy and Kelvin. It's their, their anniversary today. Jeez. Today as well? You're no, tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> why yeah. September? Like It's a hot month, it? you know. Quite a few people like to get married in September. I don't know why. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. It's just why. less busy nice or whatever. Month. It's coming off the cusp of... Of summertime, right? Mm, yeah. So, so did you know that having an attitude of gratitude is good for you? Being thankful results in physical, emotional and many other types of benefits. For example, practicing thankfulness improves sleep, lowers stress levels and boosts the immune system. Gratitude also reduces symptoms of depression and improves self-esteem. Mm. If all that weren't enough... Practicing gratitude enhances social and professional skills with all those benefits. How could you not want to be thankful? And it does make a difference. When you write down what you are grateful for, Mm. you know, like some days you may feel really low, really unhappy, unworthy. When you do sit down in the morning, you take five minutes out just to write down today, I'm grateful for this. You have to write down five or ten things. You realise that you are doing so much better than some other people that may not be in the same position as you. And maybe not even that, just, oh, wow, I do have all these things going for me. Mm. I feel a little bit better. It's not going to completely turn around your day for everyone, but it does make you feel a little bit better. And waking up in just a warm bed, for instance, Mm. waking up in a bed. Yeah. That's got clean sheets and covers on it. Mm. Because some people don't have that. Yeah. Being able to go in and have a shower in the morning. Mm. I know in Namibia they don't have water or they have a very limited supply so the women don't wash in water. They use the earth Mm. and they've got beautiful skin. Mm. But just getting up and being able to shower in the morning, that's something to be grateful for. Mm. Or getting up in the morning and being able to have a nice hot cup of tea. Yeah. They're, Having your first coffee of the day. They're yeah. very small things. I'm grateful for the first coffee of the day. They're very, very small things, but then it lets us know that, yeah, we, we, we do have these things. And when you write them down and then you look back, mm. there's just so much um, being grateful to have a beautiful family. Yeah. You know, and that everyone's healthy and well. That's something to be grateful for. Hoping that um, Anisha, hoping that Issa and Anaya are a lot better. They had chicken pox of late. Oh. So hoping that they've made a quick, quick recovery. So, Lily, how do we, you know, it says it, it speaks about um, if you aren't the thankful type, World Gratitude Day would be a great time to start. Yeah. Isn't it? But how can you not be the thankful type? I don't understand that. Some people are grumpy. And they're, they're just not thankful for anything. They're quiet, yeah, no, you know. Like Do you know anyone like that? That's really yes. like, oh, bar humbug, like, you know. Not so much bar humbug, but there's always like a... You know we say, oh, there's always a glass half full somewhere. Yeah. Or, you know, you can see the good in some of the most terrible things. 
that yeah, I know someone that will just never be able to. And what was her demeanor like? Um, I wouldn't say they're a depressive person, but they are sometimes quite draining. I was going to say that. Do they suck the life out of the room? Mm. You know when you feed, when they say if you let allow your energies, that's um, some people are quite empathetic that their energy mm. um, feeds quite heavily on other people's energies. This person is someone that if you were in the room with them for too long, you would just be exhausted by the time you get home. Emotional vampires, we call yeah. them, isn't it? And no one wants yeah. to be around someone that's not thankful. Like, have you been around someone that, oh, that, that it's, it's almost like it's a given that that it's it's their, I can't think of the word. They can't be thankful for it because they should have it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And those those types yeah. as well, right? Yeah. So, well, it, it, it's mine anyway, or it, I, I'm privileged, or I'm in that state status. To be that, expected. Yeah, yeah. What can I say, you know? You know, so it's... But even in those instances, they should be grateful. I just don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Even in those instances, you should be grateful. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're in a position mm. where... Let's say you're excelling, you're doing better than most. Yeah. That's still a position to be grateful for. But then maybe they don't, they don't see it as excelling and doing the same or more than most. Mm. And it's just like, get up go to work, come home kind of day. Mm. Because there are people out there that will possibly not... Their only source of social interaction... Is work. Is going to work. Because people don't interact on the bus, they don't interact on the street, the people don't even say good morning. In, in work, they don't even say good... Hello. Like, you just... Yeah, it's just like I, a blank I couldn't wall. work in a place like that. I, that's one thing I, I am grateful for, is that when we go into our office, everyone says good morning. There's some days are, you know, a bit more groggy than others, but yeah. most days you go in, you say good morning, you have a little bit of chit-chat, you, you know, have some conversation. I couldn't go into just, like, coldness. Boy, I was in, I was in Siberia today, guys. <laughs> so I went and found one little cosy corner in a room by myself. Because you might as well just be by yourself, innit? That's not, no. You might as well just be in a room by yourself. You've got to find, that there has to be that one person that you can kick and have a couple of jokes with. Listen, it was like, hey, um, uh, let it go, let it go. Frozen. That's, frozen. <laughs> That's how I felt. <laughs> That's oh what it's like, goodness. you know, so, huh. We've got to make, we, and I, I didn't do my gratitude journal this morning, but I generally do do it most most days mm. and i'm just grateful to to just be able mm. to be able yeah yeah so there's so many things we can be grateful for as was mentioned earlier you know we that we make we have food to eat we got a roof over our heads and these are things that sometimes we do take for granted mm. what do we take for granted you think of anything you take for granted? Sometimes I think, well, not me personally, but I think we take our children for granted mm. because I know people that can't have children and there are those that are so like, oh, my kid's got my nerves and I can't, you know, they they begrudgingly are a parent. <laughs> they chose to have children, but I don't know. And I feel like that's, a, that's something that people take for granted. Yeah. The fact that even if you just have one... Mm you've 
had the opportunity to have, have one, one yeah. where there are women and, and men out there that yearn for that opportunity. They pine over mm. the thought of being a parent and they're never given that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is something that a lot of people take for granted. And our partners, we can take our partners for granted, can't we? Yeah, we can. Like that, that they do so much for us, and vice versa. Hopefully, we do the same, mm. give the same as well. Um, but we can just think, be complacent, yeah, and think, oh, they're there, and that we don't have to make an effort and those yeah. kind of things. We, we can, can take be the each emotional other. vampires, exactly. In the relationships, exactly. Yeah. So taking each other for granted, taking our friends and our family for granted, just because mm. we know that they're there, and. We, we we don't show that gratitude that, you know, I'm really appreciative and thankful and grateful that you're in my life. Mm. Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And mm. also people like George Flavors. Mm. Isn't it? Giving His us a platform. Platform. And our listeners, we are so grateful for you too. See, mm. so many things to be grateful for, Lily. Yeah. So let's not take our beautiful people that are around us and the world around us and all the little beautiful things that we can try and observe on a daily basis. Let's let's look for all the beauty in the world and all the things that we can be grateful for. So how do we how can we observe World Gratitude Day, Lily? So how to observe hashtag World Gratitude Day. So obviously you do the hashtag. There are so many fun ways to celebrate World Gratitude Day. Gather a group together and play the alphabet gratitude game. Write thank you notes and give them to those you appreciate. Well, that could be a thank you text as well. Mm. Eat dinner together as a family and let them know how thankful you are for them. Ask each member of your family what they're thankful for. Mm. Is there a person in your life that you're thankful for? A physician, a teacher, a babysitter or a relative? Whoever it is, today is a great day to tell them thanks. Start a gratitude journal. Write a list of things that you're grateful, you're thankful for. Post the list to your Facebook or write it up as a blog post. When sharing your list on social media, be sure to use hashtag world gratitude day awesome so the idea of uh, of world gratitude day came about in 1965 and um, quite interesting because we're going to be talking about Gosh. malcolm x and he came to the uk in 1965 oh wow during thanksgiving dinner now we don't really celebrate um thanksgiving here but it says in meditation room of the united nations building in sri chimnoy Never heard of that place, have you? No, no, no. You, you've, you've, you've missed the full stop. So <laughs> he said the idea came about when he was in the meditation room at the United Nations building. Sri uh, <laughs> Chimnoy, a spiritual leader, <laughs> meditation teacher, okay. suggested a day of thanks. That's the whole right. world would celebrate together. So we're all celebrating, hopefully, that World Gratitude Day mm. here on the 21st of September 2021. He also said that a group in 1977 that they ran a meditation room requested a, a resolution that gave recognition for World Gratitude Day as well. So hashtag World Gratitude Day because today is a day to be grateful. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, it is. It is. So, you know, should we just um, put on a, a piece, a bit of music and then come back? Yeah, go on. Let's right. get some music on. We are Get the vibe going. Grateful to, for the music. See you in five. Mm-hmm. 
Be yourself. How are you doing out there with in the chat room? WhatsApp crew. Tuning crew. Worldwide crew. And all you silent listeners out there. We'll be coming to the chat room very shortly. George Flavors, Chrissy, how you doing? DJ Slim, Gal Gal, John Ken, Joy McKay, how y'all doing? So saying a big high five to guest 425 and guest 996.
Don't forget to save the date the 2nd of October at the Windrush Bar Stilt Newington Old School Meets New School Soka Party presented by Domolution Promotions and Free to Express Entertainment. You will be entertained by DJ Shyboy, DJ Specialist Mikey Freak Moss DG and DJ John J. Advertise your car to thieves. Keep it safe. Keep it hidden. Keep it locked. For more information, visit homeoffice.gov.uk. Let's keep crime down. Don't miss the flying fish on Cuckoo Barbados Music Fortnight from a Okay, sorry about that, guys. Don't know what happened there. We lost the um, Trackator DJ. Um, never mind on that one. So we will play the rest of that ad for you a little bit later on. So, Lily, going back in on what we're speaking about and our history, mm-hmm. um, we know that a Black History Month is coming up. Yes, October. Yes, and there is a theme to that, isn't there? It's proud to be. So... The university, what university is this, will be celebrating um, the culture and histories of black communities with a comprehensive programme of events. And the theme is going to be proud to be. Mm, It could be proud to be grateful. It could be proud to be anything, isn't it? Mm. So I kind of like that. It doesn't um, necessarily say that it's proud to and it gives you what we should be proud to be. Yeah. Yeah. But that is what's the whole theme of Black History Month is going to be next month. And I, I, do you know, it's come and gone around so quick. Yeah, it has. Uh, Black History Month that uh, it's just, wow. Yeah, well, we said we're on, what, show number 60? Yes. So <laughs> that in itself, it's shown how, you know, quickly the last year has gone. Quickly, but not quickly. Yeah. I think, you know, like, we're back in this position again, but I don't know how quickly it was that we got here. Mm. Um what position? It's nice. Being this time of the year again. Yeah, yeah. The weather, again, going back to the weather, it all seems kind of different as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Like there's been a shift in some yeah. time frame or... I have no idea, but it's there has been a shift. Yeah. There has, but then we're in the age of the Aquarius. So there will be changes, right? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, so that's what the the theme for the month is proud to be for Black History Month. But in Tottenham as well, um, quite interestingly, interestingly, London All Hallows Church Register records this man called John Cyrus, who was captain, black captain, Madden's Black in March 1718. So All Hallows, that's by Bruce Grove, isn't it? That church there. Is that where All Hallows Church is? I think it's by... The bus station. What bus station? I think that's All Hallows. Um, The Swans. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you know where All Hallows um, Church is, please let us know. And because it says there, in 1718, St Mary's Church in Hornsey, John Moore. He was a black captain. They've got all these records there. I'd love to go and see them. 
This sounds very, very interesting. And that was the 8th of October, 1725, that um, this... John Moore was a first captain. But what what struck me there was that it was all in Haringey. Yeah. So they have these little bits of history around in our area. And in the 1760s, black Londoners numbered 10,000 to 15,000 of the nation's 20,000 black people. Um Wow, so the Londoners made up the majority of the population. It says evidence appeared in registered burials. 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 The status of black people in society becomes part of a public debate. The widespread view that blacks were less than human expressed in slave sales and advertisements. Mm. So 1760s. That was 200 years before the civil. Yeah. Was that slavery time? 1810, I think, in this country was when um, slavery finished. But um, don't get me, um, it might be... So that's why there were so many... Later for in the US. That's why there were so many slaves in London at that time. I don't think they were all, though, because it says that there was um, 20,000 black people that appeared to be living here. And a lot of them... Remember, did you come? To Bruce Castle with us, because that's got a lot of history in there as well, you know. When? Uh, when we went with all the... We were trying on all the wigs and oh, all that yeah, stuff, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Bruce Castle Museum in Tottenham has a lot of history mm. based on us, on black people, and us within the area mm. as well. So we weren't all... What we got to remember is we weren't all brought on the ships or some of us come on the ships because that that black captain was a captain yeah however we weren't all in servitude there was a program a little while ago on the bbc and Mm. it was about the georgian yeah is that the title um the black members of society at that time yeah and they were high members of society they weren't the workers Mm. that's what i'm going to refer to them as they weren't the workers yeah they were um, part Free of the, people. I was, is aristocracy the right That's word? That's the right to word use? because they were. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the Moors came, they built a lot of the castles. Mm. But let's go back to medieval times. And they were even part of the Tudor. They had houses. Yeah, because yeah. there was a there was a right hand man of, um, I think it was Henry VIII, mm. and he was a black man. Yeah. And there's great, there's a really good book. I'm going to try and find the title in the next break. And we'll um, put it in the chat because it it highlights all of that part of history, mm. which is amazing. It just, wow, it blows you away of our presence. And this is us bringing uh, everyone's attention. I mean, 20,000. We're, we're, we're numbering in the millions of population in London. Mm-hmm. Is it about 18 million? And I, is that wrong? Or is that in the UK? I have no clue. Um, but it's quite a high, high number mm. of people and I remember the other day it was, they said it's we're about four on the four percent scale, but I really disagree with that. No, I yeah. I do agree only because in places like Scotland and Wales mm. and the farmer side of the UK, yeah, we are not the majority. Okay, so but in the cities we are Bristol in the cities, yeah, London, Manchester. And it's quite interesting mm. as to the reasons why we're not in the country and more in 
the city as well. So on the top of the show, we did play a couple of snippets from Malcolm X. And he visited Birmingham. Okay. Okay. He he really was a great... And this wasn't long um, after when he was assassinated um, in the United States. But he came and actually visited the UK. Mm. And his Birmingham visit, he visited Smethwick. Um, yeah, Birmingham. Just nine days before he was assassinated. Mm-hmm. So, wow, that's... Was this, that is, you know, very close. Yeah, nine days away, and he knew he knew what was going to happen to him. He gave a speech there, and it was his last way from uh, last uh, visit away from home. He was invited there by Indian workers, the Indian mm. Workers Association, um, during his travels to to Europe. And Smedwick was suffering from racial tension at the time, so his, his MP had won a seat in the 1964 general election using a racist slogan. Yeah, that's how he won. Well, a bit like Boris calling um, Muslim women letterboxes. Oh, that's terrible. And he got away with that. Of course he did. He's wow. still the president. Not the president. His mum His mum passed away last week. Oh, yeah, think? she passed away last week. So it says they were... He's in the States now as well, isn't he? I don't know. Yeah, he's travelled because I know the States was closed to... Um, the British from travelling or any Europeans, but now they're opening it all up again for the double vaccinated. It'll yeah, continue, continue. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, so there were also calls for houses in the area, Marshall Street, to be brought up, left vacant, mm. to prevent families of colour from moving in. Them. And um, Professor Andrews said, "We think that kind of racism isn't here in the UK." It was a violent kind. And during his speech, Malcolm X made a direct connection to what was happening in the UK and what was happening in the States. And we see that correlation, don't we? Because sometimes it doesn't take long for a fad or something that's happening in the United States. To bring it over here, yeah. We follow not too long after that. Mm. And that is very, very true. Regardless of, I know that um, emancipation happened a lot quicker Mm. in the UK However, like you mentioned the other day, we were still paying reparations up until 2015. So we were paying reparations to them Mm. as opposed to us getting that. So it says the only difference to America is that the black population was larger. That's interesting, isn't it? But we just looked at the population there. The black population in America was larger. Okay. 90% of all black people in the UK live either London, Birmingham or Manchester. We are residentially concentrated he said racism was wasn't a local problem it's a worldwide problem it's definitely a worldwide problem Mm. and from that statement previously where um the gentleman said about not allowing them to move into houses yeah um kind of explains the reason why there's only uh black people in the major cities yeah but that being said um it's still uncomfortable now to move to what we consider predominantly white areas, mm. especially if you have children. I don't particularly want my children to go to a predominantly white school. Yeah. Um, for a number of reasons, but it's nice to see people that look like you. And if you are going into a predominantly white school, there's generally going to be predominantly white teachers mm. and they don't really understand the same way that you may have an understanding with some of the black teachers in 
another school. Yeah. Even those, even some of the black teachers sometimes can be a bit of work. A bit biased, yeah. Um, but that's even the case now. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's to do with outward racism. Mm. I think it's to do with the fact that we're still very covertly racist in this country. There's still that um, thing where people in your workplace think it's okay to make statements about the darkness Mm. of you. Someone made the statement out loud the other day. Um, She had a suntan and she's not, white this is what i found quite interesting is this person is not white um oh have i got a suntan yes you've got a suntan oh but am i am i am i you know i've gone darker but the right type of the right shade of dark oh my and i turned to her and i was like you can't say that you've got two darker shades in this office you can't say that that's racist oh but i didn't mean it like that but it doesn't matter how you meant it. It's yeah, what it sounded it. like. Yeah. And I don't think people understand that there's certain statements that you make, whether you think it sounds okay, if someone of colour tells you it's wrong, even if you are a person of colour, what you just said was wrong. Jeez. And they got away with it as well. With no, saying that. Well, I, you put I, them I in their place. Up, yeah, pulled her up about it. But it's, it's things like that. It's, I think a lot of the outside areas that are predominantly white mm. because they are white they can make their statements within themselves when you then end up in that mix and now you hear those statements out loud and you have to keep on correcting them why do we have to keep on why do we have to keep on up? telling you like do you know what i mean because it's going back to what we said earlier as regards to gratitude and people feel that it's owed them so yeah. They don't need to. They, they can do whatever they want. They have that supreme kind of thought mm. that it's not going to affect anyone else and I can say what I want and do what I want mm. without any repercussions. But then we're also like that as well, though. Yeah, people? I agree. Because I, I feel like his statements that he made in his first speech, I don't know if many people will, ble- will agree with me, but I do feel like that was a bit... I get the times he was saying yeah. it in... But if you want to be accepted or if you want to have some sort of equality and if you want to have some sort of understanding between two nations, you then talking about them poisoning our shade yeah. is not going to make them want to put you on I, the same plane. I don't think that them. Malcolm X wanted that, though. It was because it was all, at that time, segregation and not integra- integration. Mm. So he's saying, all right, if that's what you want, don't be going and doing what you're doing because they they couldn't mix anyway leash mm. they would they would um what's the word lynch you for that i get that in that time yeah but i'm saying those words now should not be taken and listened to as oh malcolm x he was a, he was a strong speaker he mm. was a powerful speaker he was um someone that they feared and i understand and can see why he they feared him mm. but we now can't look back on those words and then think that's something that we can agree with yeah. and, and talk like that's law because the times that we live in now we don't have segregation legally <laughs> i say it like <laughs> this because we all know there's still that like i said moving to the white areas yeah but there is a bit more freedoms than we had I think in those times more. but it's a, it's just like we've spoken of before it's slightly covert it's not so like it's covert. Know. It's just 
for people, for someone to say to you in your, someone that you work with saying that they think it's acceptable that the the um, balance of management not being equal is okay. Wow. To me, as a black person, hearing that from your mouth and someone that's in management, yeah, I think that's laughable. I think that everybody should be given the same opportunities because if Absolutely. everyone was given the same opportunities, then there'd kind of be an equal amount of people in the same positions. Well, not really, because we've still got this bias there. No, but that that's what I'm saying. Unequal. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If if it if you you're the way your that person's mentality, if the way that you were thinking yeah. was actually equal, then when you see more people like me sitting in the office, or when you see more people like me in management, it won't affect you. Yeah. It would just be like something natural, something right. normal. Oh hi. That's it. But the fact that we work with people on a daily basis mm. that in, in every office, it could be, you know, schools, NHS, wherever it is. We work with people on a daily basis that still, I don't even think don't they realise they have these unconscious bias. That when we do get these positions, it's kind of like, oh, well, how did you get that? Yeah. You know, what what did you have we to do to get where you are? We worked just as hard as you did. Well, no, we maybe didn't. Harder we worked harder. To get where... We didn't work just as hard. At that point. And sometimes, like, some are given a, a hand up. Mm. Whereas we've had to possibly have to dig in our own pocket and do it for ourselves Always. as well. Always. And we made it. And we have every right to be and occupy the spaces that we do uh, without any form of guilt or be made to feel like, oh, I don't belong here because mm, we like do. Like I said last week, yeah. Yeah, we do. And that, that is it at the end of the day. And I know that Malcolm X, he did speak really bluntly. Powerfully, yeah. And powerfully. And said it like it was, and hence him dying or being assassinated like nine days after this. Not necessarily because of what he spoke of in Smethwick, but really just what he what he lived for mm. and what he advocated. That obviously got him killed as well as falling out with um, the most honourable Elijah Muhammad as well. I just find it very interesting as well, though, that mm. that general, or not general, the prime minister... yeah won the election with a racist statement. But you got no <laughs> But we can't state what we feel. Like if if I was to turn around and I don't, if I was to turn around and say I hate white people, yeah. goodness gracious, the 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 uproar, digging and uproar that would happen yeah. if I'd said that and meant it. But then they can make comments about, no, we don't want you being our neighbours. We don't want your children coming to our schools. Don't allow them to buy houses in this area. Make the prices of houses ridiculously high. Or just don't give them a mortgage. Or just don't give them a mortgage because we don't want them in our areas. You can do that in a system, but I can't make a statement of feeling and emotion. And not even, I'm not acting on it. I'm just stating stating how I don't feel like that, people, please. But I'm just saying... (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Well, we, we know that there is a little bit of an imbalance. Um, and this is in the time 1965, right? Mm. Um, we spoke last week about the evolvement of, of certain things. And has have things really changed? Yes, they've gotten a little bit better. But we've got a long way to go, like we say all the time. So a word of the day then, Leash. I couldn't quite work out what this was. I need to look at this properly because when I first looked at it, I saw a sea <laughs> bear. It was phlegm. 
No. <laughs> What is it? Flamen. Flamen. Flamen, beautiful people. Flamen. And in, in saying that, please let us know your thoughts <laughs> as regards to what we were just now speaking speaking on. But we're moving on to our word of the day. And it's flamen. Flamen. Sorry, I just hear flamen. Yeah, I, I, have, I thought it was phlegm, but it actually isn't. Phlegm is okay. with a G. So it's F-L-E-H-M-E-N. Flamen. What does it mean, Leash? Mm. Oh my goodness, I don't even know what this word means. It's a mammalian, mammalian okay, behaviour. So you're acting like a horse or a cat <laughs> in which the animal inhales with the mouth open and upper lip curled. This is done to expose the nose to a scent. What? The vet explained that what happened to be a display of anger in like, when a cat does that, is that what it is? When it hisses. No, but that's hissing is not smelling the same. That's true. Very interesting. Flamen sometimes also refers to sorry, sometimes also called the flamen response or the flamen reaction is actually a way of smelling or scenting the air. That's Sorry, guys, I'm really... He's on video doing this. <laughs> trying to act this out. And we can't quite work out. But that's what squirrel does. It says horses or cats. Oh, so you know when they neigh, is that when they um, they open up their nostrils? You know when the, a horse flicks its lip up? Yeah. And its teeth uh, are exposed. Is it that? It's not really explaining it very well, is it, I think? No. It's not peculiar to horses. Other... Ungulates exhibit the response as well as cats, elephants, and bats. There's a lot of lifting the of upper words lip. of day in here, Mum. There are because there's ungulate. There's what was that first one you saw? Mammalian. So it's a mammal. Yeah. Mammalian, right? Horse or a cat. And there's that one there. Vono. Sorry, vomero nasal. Something to do with the nose. Vomero nasal. Mm. Something to do with the nose. Organ. Vermeer or na- nasal organ. Yeah, your nose. I mean, why can't they just say nose? Because that's not the nose. It's the Vermeer or nasal organ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to see what that is. This is just... Because it's a lot of words. Vermeer or nasal organ. Oh, yeah. let's read the whole sentence. Lifting the upper lip gives them access to the vomeronasal organ on the roof of their mouth, oh. which contains chemoreceptors that help them find mates and investigate other smells in their environment. So they have an extra smell like a dog. Is it that part there? You know sometimes when you taste something in your mouth and you can smell it? Is yeah. it that part there? Right at the back? Are we mammalian? We're mammals. I don't know if we have a mammalian. I don't know if we have a... Do we have a a vermeer... That word, nasal passage then, Lily. Vermeer nasal organ. I'm not too sure on that one. Not too sure. Um, Yeah, so that is our word of the day. Some of them, they make sense. Absolutely no sense. Some of them make no sense to us. And this one, that's what it is. It's all to do with horses or uh, mammalians' behaviour. In how they smell the air, like it says, they have these receptors, and they're able to smell 
sense, maybe past sense that we can smell yeah. of their uh, their kind. So like a cat can smell the pheromones of another cat mm. or a dog can smell the pheromones of another dog so, using that. Yeah. We do have a vomeronasal organ. Yeah. It's this part of the nose here. Really? The, so the bridge? It says, it says, in between the bridge? It's the structure located in the anterior anterior inferior portion of the nasal septum. So anterior is at the front. Inferior mm. here is at the bottom. Yeah. It's that part there. Sorry, guys, I'm not digging up on this. It's that part here. <laughs> so just at the, the beginning of your nasal passage. Yeah. There you go. So that's why, yeah, because horses, they flare their nose, don't they? Yeah. To smell. So flamen is the word of the day, beautiful people. And like we're saying, it's we spoke on Malcolm X and really a day of gratitude, as well as our question of the day, Lily. What's the question? Our question of the day is... Yes. Is here, can, I don't know. can you earn money from begging? <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny? And if you could, would you do it? Yeah. We have a couple of questions tonight. And there's another one to do with a, a man that... Lily, can you explain it, please? Um, is that the one where you ask the, for the lights? Yes. Um, Let me see if I can so find it. So, your lights go out. So, if you're a female, you're a mother... The lights in your house go out, so obviously your electricity has run out. You ask your baby father if he can watch your sons, so there's multiple, there's two, until you get them back on. So you're going to just run to the shop and pay to get some electricity. He says he will only take his son, the one that you and him breed up together, and your milk, but he will not take the other son. Is he wrong? See y'all in five. Stay there. We'll be back after these. Don't forget to save the date the 2nd of October at the Windrush Bar Stoke Newington Old School Meets New School Soka Party presented by Domolution Promotions and Free to Express Entertainment. You will be entertained by DJ Shyboy, DJ Specialist Mikey, Freak Moss DG and DJ John J. Don't advertise your car to thieves. Keep it safe. Keep it hidden. Keep it locked. For more information, visit homeoffice.gov.uk. Let's keep crime down. Don't miss the Flying Fish on Cuckoo Barbados Music Fortnight from the 3rd of June to the 12th of June 2022. Staying at Yellowbird and South Gap Hotels in St. Lawrence Gap on the south coast of Barbados with daily theme parties, the welcome party with free rum punch, the Lovers Rock concert and party, the dressing white catamaran party, the swimwear or short speech party, comedy in the boatyard, a moonlight party, the Bajan bar crawl, a carnival night in the Gap, the Oysters Fish Fry. And grill party night, the international artist night, and the midnight to morning farewell to Barbados party. Oh, and each night there's going to be a last man standing rave at La Fleur's Bridgetown. Early bird tickets start at just £999, based on a minimum of two people sharing. Secure your place now with a £99 deposit, followed by nine equal payments of £100. This includes hotel and entertainment wristbands. For more details, call 0877 799 455. 
AllFlavorsRadio.com, the number one radio station on the net, reaching 179 countries in the world with the best variety of music. You're listening to the best station, best station. where the music never stops. D.D. Bridgewater here, Lonely Disco Dancer. Shouting out the chatroom crew, Chrissy, George Flavors, DJ Slim, Gal Gal, how you doing Gal Gal? Joy McKay, John Ken, Mark Philogene. Also saying a big high five to Sonia, DiCarlo, Guest 241, Guest 245, Guest 425. Guest 691, Guest 771, and Guest 996. So shouting out Marjak and Anisha, how are you guys doing? Eastman Tai Tai. And And say the big high five to Chanel Taylor and John John. And how you doing, Bev and Lindy? Don't forget you can catch DJ Laro tonight from 8 till 10 with the Vibe Show. Catch George Flavors on a Saturday night from 12 at uh, 10 till 12, and on a Sunday from 2 till 4.
Sound of Starview. Body Fusion. to DJ Nige, you can catch Nige from 10 till, so we're 8 till 10 on a Saturday, and 8 till 10 on a Sunday evening too. Do remember to check the schedule for all of our DJs. 
That's John J. E. on a Sunday morning. And Ninja Man Lloyd on a Sunday night and Thursday evening. Not forgetting DJ Slim. Catch DJ Slim on a Monday and Thursday evening. Right, right there, Sounds of Starview with Body Fusion. That's one of my favourites, Lily. Yeah. I love me some Body Fusion. I love that song. A lot of, it's uh, one of my faves. A lot of tunes were put into the... Yes. Chat. That one, one went out to you, Bev. I know that we've got big tune in there. And yes, that's what All Flavours is about. The big tunes on a daily. You can catch a nice live DJ Every single day. And not also forgetting our new DJ, DJ LJ Original. So, in saying that, Lily, question. Which one? Can uh, you make money being a better? Yeah, can you make money? Oh, can we just quickly do, there's two opportunities here. I did actually try and get into my um, into my WhatsApp, but the, the computer seems to be not, not being my friend today. So okay. that's okay. Don't worry about it. That's fine. So it says 100 Olympics is back. Hello, brothers and sisters. Get your running shoes ready because the 100 Olympics is back on Saturday, the 25th of September from 11.30 till 4 o'clock. Ferndale Community Sports Centre, Nursery Road, London, South West 98BP. And this is in conjunction with 100 um, 100 Black Men organisation. So it says that uh, our young people, care, parents, carers, members and volunteers are all coming together for what promises to be a day of full, full of fun and good vibes. Whether you want to take part, spectate or find out more about who we are and what we do, we would love you to join us. OK, so you can register. We're going to put a link into the chat box and um, check it out because... 100 Great Men, a very, very good organisation, along with the one that we met on Saturday, Lily. Fathers to Fathers. Fathers to Fathers. Yeah. I, I think that his, um, Courtney, I think the, the fella's name is Courtney, mm-hmm. and he runs an amazing organisation, Father to Father, and he starts again from the North London Tottenham area and is trying to extend the borders for all fathers to come on board. Anyone that has an initiative, um, as regards to building up our community, then check them out, father to father. All right, so we're going to, this isn't the father, father to father, this is 100 black men, but they're all doing such great things mm-hmm. that why should we not share? Exactly. Why would we not share, it? Exactly. Yeah, Lily? Um, yeah, no, I was just agreeing with, us, what, with what you were saying, that it's nice that he's a... Uh, organization is as well starting with fathers from the home a lot of people you know i advocate for men so yes um a lot of people forget about you know the fathers that may have been raised in fatherless homes um impact that it may have on them in their homes Mm. and as well when it comes to their youths in education their children in education um being able to support them and asking the right questions um when it comes to their children especially the young black boys that are in education because we know they are the ones that seem to have the hardest time always. Mm. Um, And it's nice that he started 
to he started something with fathers in mind. Yeah, and the thing is, as regards to to that as well, I love the point that he made is that they look at the root of the problem. Mm. So a lot of um, fathers that possibly were not able or were not enabled to be fathers to their children. But mm-hmm. what was the root cause of that? Maybe they had fathers that were absent. Mm. And they look into all of those areas in order to find the solution to the problem. Yeah, And I, I found that it, it was it, mind-blowing, really. And we went to Family Day on Saturday. Lots of people from the community bridge, again, Bridge Renewal Trust, mm. that are doing a lot of things as well as uh, Godwin Lawson, Mm -hmm. the young boy that was, uh, sadly, his life was taken in Tottenham. All these organisations looking for volunteers and hoping to do things within our communities. Mm. Let's step up, let's step up and do stuff, you know, if we can and support. And they've got funding as well. They've got funding for those that want to be able to um, work with the community, especially in... Oh, they're starting in the Tottenham Hill area, but they're expanding out to other areas. Yeah. Um. So there is the opportunity there for those that are looking for funding for their ideas. Yeah. Um. That can support our people. Um. So yeah, look out for what's happening in your area. Absolutely. So Lily, if you can post that into the chat box for us. Oh, sorry. Uh, that would one? be amazing. This the one. first one, the hundred. Yeah. As well as this one, I thought this one quite to be quite um, interesting about the lawyers um, for liberty. So they said we can send a formal email to a UK head teacher advising them of the legal risks of their policies. This service is anonymous. Neither your your name or your child children's names will be mentioned in the email to the head teacher. Free Lawyers for Liberty is a voluntary campaign group aiming to restore human rights and civil liberties. So if you could post that one in there as well. So mm-hmm. as regards lots of things, because I know that letters are going out as regards immunisations, all sorts of things. Yeah. If you're not certain on these key facts, possibly check these guys out. They are free. Um, Lawyers for Liberty. Um, it is in line with School Jab. So check them out and see what your human rights as well as civil liberties are. And then you can take it from there when making the decision as regards to, I think they're offering like flu jabs as well as... It's not flu jab for children, it's the nasal, um, they give them the nasal spray in the primary school, yeah. Yeah, in the primary schools, but the older children, they're offering jabs. Mm. It's a jab, so dependent on how old your youngster is is what, it's still the same thing really, isn't it? Because it's still entering the bloodstream, still entering your body, um, just checking it out. And if you're not too sure as regards to whether to take it or whether to, or not to take it, um, checking out these guys, these law- Lawyers for Liberty, free service, check them out and see what your human rights as well as your civil liberties are, all right? And you can also follow them on Twitter, Twitter. Twitter. Twitter's had a lot of backlash of late, so we're not going to go too much into that. So can you become rich as a beggar? I'm going to say yes. When you're absolutely right. Yeah. Because I was so shocked, right? Well, I've, I've seen it before, <laughs> yeah? Oh, goodness I've seen it gracious. before. And I... Like, wow. I thought, no, and I found this article speaking about the top five richest beggars in the world. 
who became rich just by begging. It's, um, it doesn't surprise me though, because a completely different concept. Yeah. But a, a penny goes a long way. So, for example, the reason I say this is I see in trading yeah. how you turn your small account, however small it is, and the pennies that you may rack up. Sometimes people take large bits of profit. Sometimes people take little bits of profit. But for every good trade that you have, you're building on that. And then I'm assuming that when these people are out begging, if they stop 100 cars and 50 cars, because they're not giving them pennies, really. No. 50 cars give them a pound. They've just made 50 quid. Very true. Thing is, listen, I, I, I was in Tesco's. Mm. And I saw, I saw a friend. So a guy was coming round collecting trolleys. Okay, yeah. And she's like, oh, my one doesn't have a pound in it. But I was thinking, this man is really brown. Why is he so brown? <laughs> it was a white dude. He was brown. He was, we just spoke about not using this, <laughs> but he was brown than me. <laughs> so I thought, do you know what? Let me just give him a pound. So I went and give him a pound. Oh. And then I saw this article. I thought this man's been in the Maldives or somewhere because he looked rich as well. I can't explain it. And no, he was like I know smiling, you, mean. you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. But that colour of skin, you don't get, you, no one got that brown in London. <laughs> This year, nobody because the weather. Because we didn't have no sun. Right. And I was oh like, my goodness. It's so brown. And then when I saw this article, I thought, ah, oh, because because he, he made it as a business collecting people's trolleys. Yeah, people do that. Let me take your trolley back, and, and I, I just keep the pounds in it. I thought you're working, whatever. But I'm really funny about people take, this... taking my trolley back because I have one pound that I always use in trolleys. I use a the token. Same pound. <laughs> I got like a blue token from Tesco's, guys. Oh. I, I go one worse, but they said that you can earn anything from a hundred to a thousand pounds a day. A day? Yeah. Well, if a thousand people give you a pound, yeah. And you're not just going to get pounds here, pounds there. You're going to get twenty pences and a five or in a ten hour. I, I saw one man one time put like five in the cup, and then the and when I went down, the man out. took that five pound <laughs> out. Because you know, you don't know, right? Because they say, oh, I just want to get something. Just, I just want to get a sandwich. Can I just get a sandwich? And you're like, oh, I'll buy you a sandwich. No, 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 it's cool. I'll just get, give me the money and go buy a sandwich. Well, you're not going to buy a sandwich, are you, really? So it says, Aisha, this is number one. She she uh, was 100 years when she died. Wow. And guess what her net worth was? I don't need to guess because I can see <laughs> One million US dollars, beautiful people. One million dollars was her net worth. But she basically made the government rich. So when she was 100, she died. After her death, um, Aisha's childhood friend, Saida, revealed the details of her assets. Assets, people. Assets. Not, not dollar dollar bills. Assets. Okay. Which were valued at one million US dollars. Her fortune includes four buildings that were handed over. Not flat. Four buildings. Buildings. <laughs> You're so sure. Where are you gonna live to a hundred if you're homeless? No one that's yeah, but you think she's a flat or a couple of properties, but you said buildings. Like she's got buildings. Yeah. Oh wow. That were handed over to the authorities 
After her death, the revelation came as a shock to many of her neighbours who were unaware of her riches. According to Saida, much of Aisha's wealth was amassed from begging for over 50 years. She used to beg with her family and inherited their properties. After the death of her mother and sister, they used to get a lot of money and assistance from philanthropists through the year, especially during Eid. Wow. (laughs) Several families live in Aisha's property for free. Okay. Oh, she's done a good thing. Yeah, so she's a nice person. They they say the old woman never charged them rent. Saida said that he tried to convince his friends many times to stop begging. I asked her to give up this profession. <laughs> Sorry. Why is this so funny? Because it says profession. <laughs> now she's a professional. <laughs> You're the right professional beggars, Lily, though. That's the thing. I just can't. It doesn't equate to me. Like, you just can't know. No. It's just her net worth of a billion, $1 million. As she possessed a huge amount of wealth already. She refused. Because her family done the same She's job. from Saudi. Of course she's come. <laughs> wow. I just cannot put... Yeah, I just, I just can't. What I, I love can't. about her, though, is that she allowed people to live in her buildings for free. But I feel that is sad also because her buildings got given to the, yeah, government, the government and they would have started charging them rent. Oh. Now all of them people are homeless. Unless they had like an, a binding clause in there or Hopefully, something. Maybe you don't know what she done. What she she might have put things into place that they could stay rent free. Maybe yeah. who knows? But that's one woman there. Aisha, her net worth was over one million dollars. Wow! And she became rich by begging. So we're asking the question: Would you do it? Would you beg? Because we're going to look at a couple of others. All right. So this Barrett Jane. Let's look at, no. Let's look at one because he lived in Mumbai. But he earned around 2,500 INR a day. I don't know what I, Indian, I don't know what that uh, currency is. But he owned two luxurious flats in Mumbai from Begin. But there's this guy. Sorry. (laughs) He owns a commercial space as a band up, which he has, (laughs) which he has let out to juice, to a juice shop. For 10,000 INR a month. He's a good businessman, isn't he? Yeah. He's a good businessman. But this guy, Simon Wright, they banned him. He's in the UK, this guy. I think I heard of this person. Okay. Simon Wright was banned from begging for being rich. Mm. Gosh, they hate it when you're rich in this country, isn't it? And you, you're not paying into the system. This man was banned from begging anywhere in London after it emerged he was earning... 50,000 a year from begging and living in a 300,000 pound flat. That's not that expensive. Simon Wright was handed an ASBO after the the London magistrate heard how he would sit wearing ragged clothes outside NatWest Bank in Putney Street of uh, Putney High Street of London with a handwritten homeless and hungry sign before returning to his smart housing association home in Fulham. Oh, so he had a housing association. But what does it mean they was living in a 300,000 flat? So his flat cost 300,000, but it was a housing association. So he was obviously paying rent. Mm. Or no, because he says his asset is 300,000 pound flat and his net worth is 500,000 pounds. Okay. 
But what's not nice is that... They gave him a five-year yeah, prison sentence. They're out of order, isn't it? It's all right. Or an unlimited fine after allegedly breaching his ASBO. That's so out of order, isn't it? But, then... but the thing is, he'll go to prison for five years. And this is where they're stupid. He'll go to prison for five years, live there rent-free, all his debts written off. Um, will come out of prison. And his day job was begging anyway. So it's not like he's got to go look for a job. Oh, because he's just like it's cool I won't go sit on Putney High Street <laughs> I'll go, wow. I'll go and do it in Hartford yeah that's what I was thinking because they said he, he had an asthma in London so he, he could have gone anywhere else he <laughs> just goes somewhere else big. wow Love. what are your thoughts beautiful people I, I think this is quite light hearted I am in the wrong profession but would you, oh, would you beg though, Lily? Who's that? Celebrity beggar. Okay. Erwin Corey. Yeah. Erwin Corey is a celebrity comedian. He's a comedian who amassed a decent fortune with his successful career. He lives in a mansion worth 3.5 million US dollars. However, for the last 17 years post-retirement, he has been walking up and down 35th Street in Manhattan begging full-time. Erwin donates his money to charity in Cuba. What makes him... What makes him... Okay, this is very badly worded. Into the list. What puts him onto the list is the amount he earned from begging. Erwin earned anything between... Anywhere between $150 to $250 each day, which means he had earned more than a million dollars just from begging for the past 17 years. The whole amount was was donated to the charity. Unlike other listings, most of the people who donated to to Irwin were already well aware of his wealth. Okay. Okay, so they knew he was begging. Oh, he died. They knew he was begging for um, charity. But look at his net worth, Lily. Look at the net worth. $4 million. Wow. And he had a mansion. His asset was a 3.5 million. That's 7.5 million. He was worth 7.5 million. That's not that much, though. It, yeah, but... I mean, for begging, a beggar, really. yeah, though, that's true, that is. <laughs> yeah. I forget these people for are begging. begging. Like, it's... it's. So, at the end of the day, it is a lucrative business, if you want to do that. But would you? Would you Would you do it? No, most probably not. Why? Because I don't like rejections. <laughs> These people get about 100 no's a day and I, I know what I'm like when beggars come up to me. I'm just like... But then there's always that one person, like you said... I know. ...who was earning between 150 to 250 pounds a day, Leash. That's a day. But that makes me think... You know, like, all these young people that we see out there begging on the road and they look dirty and all of that kind of stuff. Why are they not rich? Well, some of them are are serving a need. So they're, they're oh, kind yeah, of true. feeding a habit or something like that. Mm. Whereas That's what stops me from giving people. Yeah. Because I know there's there's one gentleman that begs outside um, where I work and I don't ever give him money, I always give him food. But he wants the food. He doesn't yeah. want the money. Okay. And he is, he used to be, um, he was in the army, he's a vet. He's oh. He's been like knocked down on hard times and mm. I don't know if he has anywhere to live but he's, He's begging. Mm. Um, 
but I, I just could not bring myself to give him money yeah. because I don't know what he's going to do with that money. But I met a couple and there was one up the top there. He had like a blanket over his head and he goes, I just need it for shelter for the night so I can secure some money to pay because they got to pay for shelters. But in looking at this, I know we've looked at it in a kind of funny way and that, that mon- there's money to be made mm. in that sense. However, there is a downside to it where people are begging for a need and not necessarily for want. Yeah. Like that guy, that's 7 million, 7.5 million, but he donated it all to charity, yeah. which is another beautiful thing. Um, sadly, Alicia, Elisha, the lady at the top there, she didn't and the government got her property. Mm. So that she properties. made the government properties that made the government wealthy. Um, but just remembering that, you know, we see people out there. I know that we done a, uh, we were invited to a Christmas thing a couple of years ago. And there was a guy from the homeless shelter because it was Lawrence um, from the William Morris. And the guy, um, the guy, he had, has homeless people come in. And the guy from the homeless shelter, because they, they were raising money for it, he says, generally, don't give... Most people that are down on their luck won't beg no. anyway. And he says, don't give them money. Give them food. Give them food or clean clothes or whatever, because sometimes it is generally to feed a habit. And I know down by that side, um, there's a YMCA and you can see that there's a lot of people that are substance abuse. They mm. abuse the substances and so forth. So it is best not to. This young boy that I work with, mm. or used to work with, he used to collect all the food that he had in his house that he knew him and his wife wouldn't weren't going to eat. Mm. And he used to bring it in the mornings to work, pack it all in his bag and just hand it out to the homeless as he was walking into work. And I just thought, he's always been a lovely person, but I just, when I saw that, I just thought, oh, like, that's the th- sort of thing that you do. You know there's certain things that you have there, mm. like crisp, sandwich, whatever, perishables that you know I'm not going to eat this now let me just go and support someone outside and if they turn down the food then you know nine times out of ten is because they weren't going to spend your money on food anyway yeah um Shirley says that it's honest work we are too proud so would you do it um join McKay would you do it let us know yes or no or are you too proud because I'm turning that round that one round back to you I don't and think it is. I, I think it is honest work. How of is that honest, honest work? Begging. Why not? These people are millionaires. Well, exactly. Honest work. They earned their living. They went out on the road, maybe dressed up. An honest living yeah. is a living that you make without deceiving people. If you're a beggar that has free houses, you're deceiving people. No, it's just your job title's a beggar. No, that's not right. If you're a beggar. You're saying to someone, oh, I need money for food. This guy's writing on his postcard, hungry and homeless. Mm. And he had a 300,000 property. That's deception. Okay, yeah. A beggar is a person, typically a homeless, typically a homeless one who lives by asking for money or food. Right. Asking for money or food. Homeless. Or begging is the practice of imploring others to grant a favour. Often the gift of money... With little or no expectations of reciprocation. A person doing such is called a beggar or panhandler. Beggars may operate in public places such as transport routes, etc. 
So not necessarily that's too different. But it is deception because the person that is giving you the money is under the impression that you're in dire straits. If you own four buildings, mm. you are not in dire straits. If you, if you have a 300 bedroom, thousand pound, most people that mm. work a day job don't even have the ability to order f- or to own a £300,000 house. Mm. Mo- I'm saying a majority, yeah? So it just means that the beggars are smarter. They're working smarter instead of working harder. But they are working harder, though, because they're still working an 8 to 10-hour shift. Not necessarily. They that might... man was begging 8 to 10 hours a day. <laughs> okay. But they might have their quota for the day. Right, I'm going to make such and such amount, and then I'm, I'm going home. That's good for them, but it's still deception. <laughs> it's not honest. Oh, wow. What are your thoughts out there? Give us a call. 07895 That's 07895 And we can just continue this conversation because I know it's quite interesting seeing the, the wealth of some of these people that are professional beggars and... That that the amount that they amass in going out and begging, but would you do it? And like, is it wrong? Is it deception? Is it being uh, not being truthful? Because you're just saying, "Oh, give me some money." In some instances, I think if you really are down on your 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 luck and you don't have the money, mm. then no, there's nothing wrong with it because you need it to survive. But if you don't need it to survive, then well, they did, but they just amassed. Assets and wealth. Who on this list needed it to survive, Mum? Who? Maybe, maybe Aisha, initially started out that way. Aisha was given money by her family. Mm. Okay. She was... She was... Um, her wealth was amassed from begging over 50 years. However, 50 she had years. inherited their properties on their death. So she already had properties that were given to her. But this, she was just carrying on, carrying on the family business. <laughs> Isn't it? Just carry on the family business. Just play some music. Can we? <laughs> Give out the second question, please, Lily, because we're going to cover that quickly and get some of the um, the answers. The second question the is: crew. Oh dear, I think my um, WhatsApp has stopped working because my phone. Yeah, WhatsApp. WhatsApp is just not being very nice. No, my phone battery's run out. So All the right. next question is, or not the question, but the next scenario. scenario. Your lights go out and you ask your baby father if he can watch your sons until you get them back on. So get the lights back on. He says he will only take his son and not your other son. Is he wrong? See y'all in five. We'll be back after these. Don't forget to save the date the 2nd of October at the Windridge Bar Still Ewington Old School Meets New School Soca Party presented by Evolution Promotions and Free to Express Entertainment. You will be entertained by DJ Shyboy, DJ Specialist, Mighty Freak, Moss DJ and DJ John J. Don't advertise your car to thieves. Keep it safe. Keep it hidden. Keep it locked. For more information, visit homeoffice.gov.uk. Let's keep crime down. Don't 
don't miss the Flying Fish on Cuckoo Barbados Music Fortnight from the 3rd of June to the 12th of June 2022. Staying at Yellowbird and South Gap Hotels in St. Lawrence Gap on the south coast of Barbados with daily theme parties, the welcome party with free rum punch, the Lovers Rock concert and party, the dressing white catamaran party, the swimwear or short speech party, comedy in the boatyard, a moonlight party, the Bajan bar crawl, a carnival night in the Gap, the Oysters Fish Fry and Grill Party Night, the International Artist Night, and the Midnight. to Angela Gel Gel. How you doing? Shout out Roy Hamilton. And our prayers go out to David Isaac George. We're still thinking of you. Wishing you well. Wishing you better. Also saying a big high five to Doreen, Heather and Tanya. I'm wishing Camilla a belated happy birthday. your tune there Chrissy sorry about that next time don't forget you can catch DJ Caddy as well on a Thursday evening from 10 till 12 as well as Darnell the therapist on a Wednesday evening from 9 to 11 and Charlie Muir from 7 till 9 o'clock sounds of the celebrations there with Shake It Up or the bright vibrations should I say Shake It Up so Lily I can see you're marking up charts here (laughs) no (laughs) she's trying to get gold trade guys is it gold? no 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 no. No? it's not gold it's not gold gold. okay so the question the scenario yes the scenario if you your lights go out 
Yep. You ask your baby father if you can watch your sons until you get them back on. He mm-hmm. says he will only take his son and not your other son. Is he wrong? Well, I'm not sure as regards to that, Leach. Where did you get the question? Uh-huh. <laughs> Where did you get the question? I it's saw my, it somewhere. It's my question. I saw it somewhere. It was a scenario that I saw. The person was um, being vocal that they were very upset. Mm. How can he just take... Um, this one and not all of them. Yeah. And my thing to that is he's not actually wrong. Okay. Because you're not together. I don't know which son is older because it could be um, it could be the case of the older son is his and you went off with another man and you want you want him to watch the next one. Right. Which is a little bit easier. It's as quite well. it's quite angry about it because most people just say yes not necessarily no no why would you want to be looking after some next man's child and you don't even live with your your baby mother but is it is that because they i don't know i don't think he's wrong i i think he's well within his rights to say no why don't you call your other baby father to take your other son Mm. Mm. I don't know, Lily. And in all fairness, why do you have to call him to take the children while the lights are out? Why can't you just take them with you to go and pay the bill? That's what I was thinking. You could just take them, but then maybe... This scenario was in America, though, and I was under the impression that she didn't actually have the money in that moment Mm. to make the payment. So it possibly could have been like, oh, you're going to have to watch him for like a week Um. (laughs) until... Until I sort myself out. Um, but then, I don't, I don't know. It was just a bit... Um, it's I'm what, it's sure. one of those ones. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm online. Please let me know, um, beautiful people, because my computer is really playing up today. And I just, yeah, can't seem to... It's like it's going on and off. So let me know if we're still there with you, okay? Please let me know. We're there. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So I can't say much to that. And I'm trying to tap into my answers on on Facebook. Yeah. And some of the um, answers that we have here. Steph says, extremely wrong. My other son and I come as a package. If you're excluding him, you are also in hindsight rejecting part of mm, me. I don't agree with that, though. But if they're that's not based, together. Yeah, that's based on them being together. You're mm. not together with a person. Mm. You, so he's your baby father he's not your partner yeah well that's what Thomas Brennan says he says Steph you're making a, a rather big assumption that baby one is the one that needs to be watched and she's asking man to do it could be could be baby two that needs a sitter and she needs man one to babysit mm. and with a track record of multiple kids with multiple men ditching both kids both men during a blackout is an invitation to make baby three with man three. <laughs> Women just need to stay home and tends to her own kids. Yeah, but she can't tend to her own kids because she's now in the light. That's the whole point. She mm. needs she needs someone to watch the son while she goes and pays no, her light bill. Like you said, we don't know the age. We don't know the whole situation. But um, Steph says, Thomas Brennan, Thomas Brennan. And then True Love says, Thomas Brennan, really? 
And Thomas says, true love, give me information, paint the full picture and let's talk about it. The picture being painted now is not that of a responsible parent with a track record of good decisions. I agree with that comment. Mm. I agree. We've got a caller. We've got a caller coming in. Hello. Yeah. Good evening. Hey, Carlo. How you doing? I'm good, thank you. Good show. Thank you. Yes. As, as to the question of, <clears throat> I do agree with um, Natural Lily mm. that, um, you know, it, it is that person's choice. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but bottom line is, it depends on how that person is. Me personally, I would, I would watch the child because yeah. that's my nature. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So it's the nature of the person. Mm. That person does not have to, but it is the nature of the person. So if you're calling in somebody like that to come in and, and ask them to watch your, your picnic and they're going to have that former attitude, mm. that's the reason why you only have one child with them and you have picnic all over the place. Mm, this is true. Yeah. This is true. And that's, that's in line with Gavin because he says he's not wrong for only taking in his child, but rather the mother is wrong for even suggesting that he should look after a child. No, I, that is I, not I his responsibility. At the same time, the mother doesn't have to suggest that. The mother can actually ask somebody mm. if they can go out there and get the electric for them. Yeah. yeah. It's a key. She does. Why, why does she need to run fun street? Mm. Exactly, because the thing is, as well, it could be the it could be the fact that she could say, you know what, they're brothers; they're usually together. Could you just watch them both for me while I quickly sort myself while I sort myself out? In that instance, it's like they're brothers anyway. Why would you? Why would you not want to? But then you can't expect him yeah, to say yes because he's not his responsibility. He could be nice, Assumptions like Carlo the said. There, isn't it? Up. Say again. Assumptions are the mother of all mess up. Yeah, yeah exactly. We said that earlier, didn't we? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So it's not a matter of. A Assuming you should not be assuming, mm. you should be asking nicely. Do you mind? Exactly. Mm. But at the same time, if you're going to ask me if I if I can watch your picnic, I'm going to turn and go. Let me go. That's if I'm a nice enough person. Mm. A nice enough person would not let her run out on the street and leave the leave the children. Yeah. 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 And then if you're asking the question, you also have to be ready for the answer. Do you know what I mean? If if I've asked you. Can you watch Jack and Ben? Yeah. yeah. That means I'm expecting a yes or a no exactly. answer. So yeah. my expectation should be yes or no. Mm-hmm. If you say no, I can't get vexed no. because I've given you the option to say no to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for calling in, D. That's fine. That's Wait, fine. Wait for you on the radio. Thank you so much. And we'll speak to you soon, yeah? Yes, chat to you soon. Take bye, care. Bye. Take care. Bye. Well, there you go. There. I do. I do think that it is. A, it is a sense of responsibility, like what Thomas and um, Uncle B said. Mm. That <clears throat> if you are, if you're, I can't say irresponsible enough to let your lights go out. But if you are in that position, I would ask, how do you get into that position in the first place? Yeah. Knowing you have children in the house, you'd think you'd want to keep ahead of those things so they don't cut off your lights yeah um because cutting off your lights to me also means that you don't have a way of cooking yeah your Uh, fridge your freezer your everything's going off um so in that instance i just kind of i do question your maturity in that instance Mm. but i also think that 
if you, like I said, if you've given that person the opportunity to say no, yeah. then you can't be vexed and surprised when they say, well, no, nah, just give me one. Yeah, my one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could be nice in that situation, like you said, or maybe she should just get a job, just go and do begging. <laughs> be a millionaire! <laughs> Who knows? No, that's me being really silly. What? That's not silly though. We just discovered that you can own four properties and be uh, have a net worth of seven point five million as a beggar. So, so what's the book saying for the week, Lily? Oh my goodness! Where, can we see if we can find the book? I don't even know what I've done with it. Is it on the shelf over there? Yes. So we've discovered or discussed a lot of things um, over the show, um, beautiful people. But don't forget the opportunities that we also pointed out to you as regards to um, the 100 black men we've posted that into the chat box as well as the lawyers for liberty as well when it comes to school knowing our human rights and our civil liberties as well so check those two tips out in the chat room Lily's posted those up as well as having gratitude and being grateful for all the little things that we have in life and the big things as mm-hmm. well, not taking things for granted. So, Lily, what, what's the 100 principle book saying tonight? So, obviously, we're still in humaneness. Yeah. <clears throat> this one, I just don't know. <laughs> Dwight D. Eisenhower said... Okay, Eisenhower. You do not lead by hitting people over the head. That's assault. That's not leadership. Give us another one. Okay. We're all, we're all kind of I'm not sure same. about this book. We might have to get another one, I, I really think. think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I thought that would be really good quotes. Principles or something. Leadership is a combination of strategy and character. If you must be without one, be without one, be without the strategy. That was H. Norman Schwarzkopf. I understand that. Yeah. Character is better than strategy. Character is much better than strategy. Yeah. I think that those beggars had character. I'm so sorry that's not going to be out my system. (laughs) Yeah, they did have a strategy as well. They also had a strategy because they worked out that if they begged for 10 hours a day, um, they would be making between 100 and £1,000 a day. Mm, Maybe more. That's that's if you did that it's five days a week. I mean, you didn't even have to do that five days. A week. You could do that three days a week and be up three grand. It's only thirty hours. It's less than a working week. Wow. Yeah. Oh, as well God. as Malcolm X, I think he had character as well. I do think he had character. He had a very strong character. Yeah. And was very firm in his beliefs, mm. wasn't he? Mm. I think that you, when you look back on people like Malcolm X, I think the the um, message behind the statements, though mm. the statements may have been strong, for people that are now in our generation, someone said to me the other day, it was on a meeting, um, and they said that we should all be, in some sense of the word, um, oh, activists. Yeah, of course we should. Because we all have something that we believe in, where it's, whether it's making change in our workplace, making change in our personal businesses, mm. making change in some way. We should all be an activist for something. Yeah. Um, and people like Malcolm X are the standard. The forerunners, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. They, didn't, they didn't mince their words. No. And even in the time... I mean, we're living in a slightly freer time although we know that our freedom of speech is limited. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we're free. However, at that time, well, they assassinated him, so we Mm. can see how dangerous it was to be active 
in your speech, active in your beliefs, active in wanting to make a change. Mm. Uh, however, these days, like we spoke of the father to father, we spoke of the hundred men, mm. all these other opportunities that have come up. And these are from people that have character and have a strategy to want to see that change. Mm. And I think that those, yeah, definitely having character, wanting to be someone active in actively making a difference. Yeah. That that is extremely important. Yeah. And well done, Lee. You're here. We're here on the radio talking. Yeah. And trying to get things out there and trying to raise awareness of different things. Yeah. I mean, you know, we all have our own opinions and we all Mm. have our own... I don't always say my opinion on here for political reasons, but (laughs) we all have the way, you know our own way of thinking yes sometimes our own way of thinking is stunted by those around us Mm. um but as time goes on I've learned from many people some of which are listening and they know who they are and I thank them very much to know that sometimes you can't keep quiet on matters there needs to be a voice um in whatever environment that you're in because people will just take advantage of you yeah and if they're taking advantage of you that means they're taking advantage of others like you yeah um so it is important to speak out. That's right. So there's nothing wrong in being strong, being strong and just um, forging that pathway ahead for mm. the next gen. Yeah. Because it's all about the legacy that we're leaving them. The next generation is lost though, but I think that's, that's the well, conversation that's for us. another show. I think that's down to <laughs> us and, and the system that we're living in at this time and uh, technology. Yeah. There's lots of... There's lots of reasons why they are the way that they are but it doesn't mean that within their whole generation Mm. that there will be those ones that are speaking up and making some serious advancements because they are Mm. they are now these youngsters they've got lots of young millionaires as well yeah we have so there are people out there making a difference so please beautiful people thank you so much for your call di carlo thank you so much for listening And um, DJ Laro will be following us um, from 8 till 10 tonight. And don't forget to tune in to DJ um, Charlie Muir, as well as Darnell Darnell the Therapist tomorrow. Big high five to you, George Flavours, for giving us this platform. And um, please check out the schedule so you can see what DJs are playing on what days and when. Because there's always a live DJ going live every single day so i guess all we got left to say lily eons we will see See y'all on on the the other other side. side take care